podcast. Today is Friday, October 5th, 2012, and today is actually a bit of a landmark because it's the 20th podcast. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, it t- took a few years to get in the double digits, uh, <laughs> but um, I'm excited, and today I have Emily, you're back. Hi! Hi! Good to be back. Yay! And now that... Um, my readers will know you because you've now written th- three different, uh, well, yeah, three different posts for my blog now. Yes, I have. So, so you should be a familiar name now, hopefully. <laughs> and it's our our second podcast together. This one will be a little bit, uh, a little bit smaller, a little shorter. My sister was kind of terrified when she saw the three hour mark and was too scared to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. On the last I get one. That. Yeah, and and so this week we were thinking we would talk about um, some dramas. We talk about Revolution. The three episodes have aired now, so we'll spoil all three of those episodes. And then Last Resort, two episodes have aired. Emily, did you have a chance to watch the second one or just the first one? Yes, I did. No, I watched both. Woohoo! Okay, so two episodes of Last Resort, and then Once Upon a Time and Revenge both premiered on Sunday, and we're going to talk about those premieres. And I will put some timestamps um, in the in the episode notes when I post this, so that some, you can skip ahead if you don't watch. So, first up, Revolution. What have you been thinking now that we've seen more more from this show? We have like a little more material to judge it on. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm enjoying it personally. Um... I think the idea of like the whole rebel group and stuff could be a lot of fun and I'm naturally drawn towards those kind of stories so I think that could be a really cool idea if like the two different groups I like the idea of kind of expanding the cast I think the rebel group is maybe a good way to do that true true and I also like um in in this latest episode we we learned the background of of Miles um the fact that he was like the founding general of the Monroe militia um, and mm-hmm. didn't they even say like the Monroe Republic? Did they call it the Republic? Yeah. Yeah. So. so it's like, you know, he's not just in charge of a militia. It's like basically he's he's running this area. And the idea of his motivations for why he did that, that he saw all the all the violence and destruction as a result of the blackout and he wanted to fight back and like protect people. Yeah, I mean, but it then, makes sense. Like you see this kind of chaotic system going and you want to create some order to make safety so the idea of trying to build something on kind of the ruined grounds of a society makes sense it's not inherently like evil of him to do yeah i mean it was actually really kind of heartbreaking when you kind of see what the militia comes out of and then how it ends up kind of becoming what it was fighting against Mm -hmm. um like you know he saves the life miles saves the life of um, that guy is getting beat up, um, played by the very familiar Mark Pellegrino. I was and... so happy to see him. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, Lucifer, Jacob, <laughs> um, so many things. And it, he has just such an interest. He has such a, a expressive face <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you always think there's just something else going on. Yeah, I was definitely him. getting Lucifer vibes from this character. He <laughs> plays it very similar. Yeah, and and it's like the fact that he was being victimized and then he becomes somebody who is um you know leading out men to die and breaking up families you know just that cycle that they Mm -hmm. maybe were trying to do something good 
and mm-hmm. then it kind of got out of control. And especially the fact that Sebastian Monroe seemed kind of like not so into it. Yeah. And now we know he's running it and it's called after him, like it's named after him, the Monroe Militia. And yet, and yet he at first seemed, seemed to have been a little scared of the whole idea. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to get more back, like flashbacks and backstory for him because clearly there are a lot of pieces missing right now from where we saw him in the last episode and where he is now. Yeah, very true. And, and you know, you just have to imagine, like, there's probably something really, something really sad and bad must have happened that he did that made him realize, like, he could no longer be part of, of the militia. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like he's probably been, it's actually kind of more recent than maybe I thought since he's been out of it. I think it's only been a couple of years or something. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm really excited by the whole, the whole backstory aspect really intrigues me. Yeah, so I'm definitely, yeah, I'm digging that, that part. Um, and, and like you said, there's the whole, the rebels and the, the resistance and that story and how, um, Miles is very like he's he's very pessimistic about their (laughs) (laughs) about there being sort of any opportunity for them to actually win and and we but we get a different perspective when Nora gives us her backstory and that some people still like have beliefs they want to fight in fight for it was kind of nice to have a different perspective yeah, I def- I really like her. She, I think she brings a... I like her character, especially as, like, kind of ran out the awesome action woman. She does a good job. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it, it was it was a little bit, you know, uh, manipulative and contrived, her backstory in some ways, <laughs> by sort of having, having that happen to her of her um having a miscarriage and then Mm -hmm. that that inspiring her to want to be a rebel i guess oh yeah i did kind of forget (laughs) but (laughs) i mean i guess it works i just yeah I, i i'm not mad at it and i think it's interesting too like we learn she and miles had a history as well yeah i mean maybe it's just me i just assumed it was like his ex-girlfriend the whole time for some reason figured that we knew that I didn't realize that was like a reveal I guess I wasn't assuming right away because I mean we knew we had they had some kind of history in the second episode when they met when they met up but we didn't know it was like a romantic history until this episode kind of revealed that that was a romantic history but I think the reason why I didn't assume that right away was just that that particular actress (laughs) The only times I've seen her, she's played a teen, uh, a teenage love interest. Uh, so what else has she been in? I don't think I've seen her. She was in she was in One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a horrible character because she could not act at all, and oh, poor was not girl. a very <laughs> She's definitely improved a lot. The actress has improved a lot since her One Tree Hill days, and then, <laughs> but yeah, she played Anna on One Tree Hill, and then she was, and she was like um a nurse on Friday Night Lights who was like from Guatemala but the teenage boy was in love with her so she was a little bit older oh, than that, I did not recognize her from that 
Yeah, yeah. She was the one that um, Matt Saracen was yeah, hooking up with. Yeah, she's taking care of the grandma. Yeah. In, in the... In the season two, there was some weird soapy stuff that happened in season two, and that was yeah. one of the things that happened in season two. I hated two. that plot line. <laughs> I know. It was horrible. And actually, because of that, like, I was talking to Francesca, my sister, about the episode, and she was like, no, I, I don't like Nora. I just look at her, and I think of all her other roles, so I can't – she's like, I can't like her. But I, I I, do like her. I think – I just think, you know, they just need to build it a little bit more. Yeah, I think I'm. I think it's a good thing I didn't recognize her from Friday Night Lights because I would definitely be disposed <laughs> to dislike her. Um, yeah, no, I think I think she seems cool, and I guess the reason I got the whole like they used to date vibe, I don't know. I just when they're little bickering, just like it just reeked of like exes. Like, oh, it's they're so clearly yeah still into each other. It was just obvious, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean that's that's cute and everything and i mean i want to know a little bit more about sort of before she had the miscarriage and decided to decided to join the rebels you know how did she get all the skills she has as a fighter and yeah her background like clearly she and miles met um after he was it seems that she well, he was no longer in the militia when they met but he was um, doing, you know, illegal things. So, yeah, well, she she knew he was in the militia. She did know. Okay. I couldn't remember whether she was a... She yeah, no, she, she knew. So I don't know if maybe he told her or they met when he was still in it, but she definitely knew beforehand. Okay. Yeah, so... So... I, I like that they... There is so much sort of backstory and history in the show, and I think there's a lot of potential, but at the same time... The stuff with the stuff with the niece is just still not working for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really see the point of her character really anymore. If I mean, I'd rather girls and Nora as they do their thing and try to figure things out. I think they'd be more interesting characters than her. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. Just I mean, she did get to do a couple cool things, like in the second episode, she shot the militia guy in order to save all those people oh yeah i did i loved that moment that was a very katniss moment yeah i guess <laughs> i really enjoyed that yeah and i mean i think i i mean i the thing is like structurally i get her existence because i feel that you know Char- charlie's role is to show that sort of um that sort of innocence and 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 having to make a choice like mm-hmm. deciding which way making that moral decision that these other people who are so jaded they don't have to make that choice because mm-hmm. whereas she that the human lives matter to her and so through her we see sort of we see the stakes of this war we see the stakes of this violence and that that this stuff is a big deal um because i guess like if you don't have a character like that then you know, you have a 13 dead body count and you just, you, you just think you don't, uh, you don't bat an eyelash because yeah. that's just the violence. So I guess, you know, I get why they put her in there, but I just don't think it's, it's quite, it's just quite working the way it's happening. Yeah. And, um, I think the issue, I guess, is like, I don't know, jaded and snarky characters are just so much more fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I like that too. But at the same, yeah, I mean that's that's always like one of the one of the penalties of being the good guy, um, you know, 
you're not as fun. But I mean, I there are a lot of like um, good guys that I do like, you know. And so there's a way to make her interesting and noble, or interesting and you know. But I don't know. Something is just not. Something just I don't know if it's the actress or if it's the, her lines or if it's. I just don't know what it is, but it's just not working. But she in in the third episode, though, the other cool thing she did was she got to use her cro- uh, flaming crossbow, right? The flaming <laughs> yeah, arrow, awesome. and she like blew up the whole bridge. So I mean, it, they are very invested. It seems in this show to make to make it a spectacle to to do cool effects and cool fight scenes, and so you know, I have fun watching it. You know, no matter what, just because it has all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's not quite. A, it's not quite as good as I want it to be. I feel like it could yeah. be better, but it's still really fun. Yeah, I think I'm willing to give them more time mm-hmm. and just kind of feel out the characters because I'm enjoying the story and the premise enough to excuse kind of some some writing that maybe when they just need to get more focus on what they think the characters are and what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're kind of figuring things out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a complicated sort of thing, and and yeah. And the other cool thing that was going on was um, the in Aaron and Maggie discovered that the purpose of the fancy necklace. They figured out that it can, can it can put the power on. At Grace, yeah. when they were at Grace's house. But we didn't really figure out how it worked, did no, we? No, I mean, obviously, none of the science on this show makes any sense. I don't think we need to worry <laughs> about that. But, I mean, like, I think they realized, I think they did realize it was at least from the necklace, right? Or from yes. the... from like the, the little USB. Yeah, whatever that is. The little mm-hmm. USB thing. And so, that was kind of cool that they got to have the power on briefly, and Maggie got to see her kids, and... Uh, Aaron got to listen to the music but at the same time I was a little annoyed at how excited he was about the music because I feel like yeah you lose electricity but you gotta imagine what else are people doing now there isn't electricity I hope people are having concerts every week yeah TV TV. thought the same thing for a second I was like wait he hasn't heard music in 15 years this is beautiful and I'm like people can still play music yeah you don't need you don't need an you know headphones to listen to music you know yeah people people have been you know doing music since the prehistoric days so I don't and I think that's kind of just a general annoyance I have with the show is that I think part of it is that I am I do study ancient history and there is just so much that went on in the world before the industrial revolution that Mm -hmm. was we had a very sophisticated world (laughs) that was full of all kinds of things and just because you don't have electricity anymore doesn't mean you're going to lose like everything yeah definitely um but yeah i don't know maybe part of it is that the because of how dangerous things became it seems that uh aaron and maggie were part of the group that was like hiding themselves away in this little country house and so i guess they weren't really interacting with the rest of the world so maybe you know they weren't they weren't, but they should have recruited a musician for their little their little town. <laughs> well, yeah, because it seems like when they had the scenes in the city, it didn't seem completely like Stone Age level stuff. It seemed like a somewhat functioning larger society. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, like and so it's just like, yeah, bars, and you just think, I don't know, like, I just think that there's so many things people, I think people are really adaptable, and mm-hmm. we change with the times, and I think even if we lost all electricity, we would adapt with that, and we would deal yeah. with it, and we'd create new ways of, and obviously there's a weird physics thing here where... Yeah. Where they somehow, where somehow no forms of of energy can ever be found again for some odd reason. Yeah, I mean, like you can. My question is, like, does lightning still happen? (laughs) During a thunderstorm, are there lightning strikes? Yeah, I mean, or no? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's actually funny because there, um, my friend was told me there was actually a book series that came out before the show it's been out for years and years and it has a very similar plot line and the author calls it the change like after the change and I think the way it gets explained there um is that something gets basically altered about like physics or something like there's something so I guess if and I, I haven't read the book yet I actually downloaded it um for my kindle it's called um dies the fire a novel of change and it's by this guy um what is his last name something sterling i don't know if anybody's heard of it any of the the listeners because i know some people on some message boards were like how how is revenge allowed to just like steal the story but it's like i don't really think revolution oh sorry what did i say (laughs) you said revenge no i know this is really driving me insane because I can't have two shows that start with the same REV. <laughs> I keep confusing myself. Yeah, um, like people are like, oh, I can't, why can't um, can Revolution just like steal that story? But it's like, I, I don't think the idea of losing all power and the world having to readjust is necessarily something you can copyright. Like anybody can can come up with a way to deal with that that scenario. Yeah, there must be enough differences in the story to be, be, yeah. be okay legally. Yeah, this book is from, uh, it's, from it's by S.M. Sterling um, from 2004. And, yeah, and they call it The Change. Like, something happens where, it, it, and he's more specific in the book. Like, I think he talks about which types of energy can no longer, you know, like, there's a whole explanation, mm-hmm. a sci-fi explanation. Whereas in Re- Revolution, they aren't really explaining it but that's because nobody knows yeah i mean mean, i've heard the theory there was some type of enp blast Mm -hmm. that like created something so that there's something in the air or something that just makes things not be able to function but then that that doesn't explain how the little safe house is able to overcome that so i still don't know yeah yeah and it just seems like humanity would figure out some type of power that would I don't know it's taken us work. it's taken us hundreds of years to evolve to the level of the way we use power today and so you know people would still think of other ideas like people have found up I don't know it just yeah no I definitely agree but I guess we just don't have to worry about that because that's not the point of this show. <laughs> we have to put that aside that it makes no sense. Um, and and I am interested. I wrote this in my notes. I forgot to mention it. At the end of episode 102, Elizabeth Mitchell shows back up. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and, and she's alive. And it's like, it seems that she knows about 
Monroe tells her that her husband died, which she didn't know about, but it seems that she's knowledgeable about his plan of, like, trying to get the power back and everything. And mm-hmm. and so it seems that the mystery of, of how that's going to happen and all that, people are people are on to it. They're not just ignoring that the power went out. It's just that they aren't able to figure out a way to get back on. Yeah. Well, she definitely, like, in the, I remember in the opening scene, she knew it was going to happen. Yes. So she definitely knows, like, really important information. Yes. And and you got to wonder, why is she alive and and with Monroe and not with her family? Mm-hmm. And you've got to wonder what was, um, was, I was kind of wondering, like, maybe she has some plan where she's been kind of stringing Monroe along, like, take me instead of my family and I'll help you get figure out a yeah. way. And then eventually she just, he finally got sick of it because she wasn't giving him enough information. And then he, he went after her husband. Yeah. Or it could be like a blackmail type situation. Yes. I was thinking that as well. It could totally be like threatening the safety of her family unless she does this or that. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering if um, her husband, I forget his name, if he knew if he yeah. knew she was alive or not. Yeah, exactly. You got to wonder how much he knows cuz he definitely yeah. knows a lot more than what he what he told his daughter. And yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be there who knows what's going on. And and the way in which Sebastian Monroe ended up becoming in charge, you know, what went into that. So there's there's still a lot of there's a lot of stuff to find out. A lot of mysteries. Yeah. I'm excited, though. <laughs> the only other thing I did, we didn't mention was the D- Danny and the militia guy. Oh, yeah. He's getting, like, beat up by this guy <laughs> who's mad Who's mad that Danny killed his... He's like, you shot my best friend with a crossbow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't... I kind of tuned out for that plot line, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of dumb. But um, but it was kind of cool at the, the way Danny, in the end, kind of got the better of him. Danny seems to have a lot of survival skills. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, I have a theory eventually, like, this whole captivity thing, he's eventually going to join the militia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like that, too. Like, they're keeping him for so long. What if he starts to, like, you know, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, and he... Yeah. He identifies with his captors, and... Or he, like, sees a different side to them or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that'll be... That'll be interesting. We'll see. I mean, I don't really care about him, but maybe he'll get interesting. <laughs> I mean, I do care about how he gets his hair to stay that nice. His hair is very nice. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm trying to... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> any any other um, thoughts or, or theories about revolution? I don't know. I think that's all I've got for now. Okay, awesome. So... We'll keep watching that one. We'll see how things go. And then the next show on the list is Last Resort. And we've had two episodes of Aired, Captain and Blue on Blue. And in the last podcast, I had sort of given you some non-spoilery thoughts about how much I love the pilot. Mm-hmm. I didn't love episode two as much. What did you think? Um, I liked it, but... Not, I don't know. I've heard a lot of really great things about it. So I think maybe my expectations were a little bit too high. I just, my biggest issue the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking, like, how could they possibly keep this going for multiple seasons? Like, what? 
How well, is this going to work? I wouldn't be too worried that they can't keep. I mean, who knows what the show will end up becoming? Um, mm-hmm. I'm less concerned about how they'll keep it up in terms of multiple seasons. In terms of more that, how are they going to deal with all 500 million characters? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's almost too much going on. Like, rather than not enough. Like, because I mean, I think there's a lot of fuel, especially if the way it's going, it's like. It's like every episode's just like another day, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it can, like it, like first season of Lost. Yeah, it can kind of go on for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like all this complication with the the conspiracy, but it was it's actually kind of funny because like everybody, all the critics were really excited about the pilot, and like I really enjoyed it just because it kind of was like a mini movie. Like yeah. if you watch it, it's like this whole. It, it's very um, contained. Like you watch the whole thing and the way it ends like it it just kind of tells this whole cool story yeah but then episode two i was listening to some reviews and people like really didn't like episode two people were like oh now i'm worried about the show and so i went into episode two thinking it's going to be horrible and so then i actually (laughs) liked it more than i it wasn't i didn't think it was horrible but i didn't think it was as good as the pilot i mean it just seemed a bit messy yeah I have to, there is, I mean, you're right. If you're thinking about, for counting the plot lines, it's like we have the sub crew, but then we also have the Navy SEALs with the sub crew, and then we also have the wife of the one guy, and then we have the Autumn Reasoner, her character, and that whole plot line, and it's, there is so much. Yeah, and then there was, like, all the island people, which that plot line seemed to have been dropped, like, there was the boss guy from the island that was like threatening them before and kidnapped oh, the, yeah. didn't he kidnap at the end of the pilot he had like kidnapped two of the yeah. um, navy people but then so then I thought it was going to be the island people they were going to be fighting with when I had seen yeah. the previews but then it turns out it's like these random Russians like oh now you're going to bring Russia into it like <laughs> Russia decides to come attack this island so they can steal the stuff <laughs> And then, like, yeah, that did not make a lot of sense. And then, like, the Russian commander guy—it was actually kind of really funny because the Russian commander guy is on the is on the video phone with um with Captain Chaplin, and basically, like, Captain Chaplin gets him in trouble with the U.S. government by like <laughs> yeah. ratting him out for trying to steal his sub. It, it was kind of funny, just that whole that whole thing. Um, it, I wasn't, and, and some of the, like the dialogue in the second episode like especially with the the character um the female officer um daisy betts character who i'm forgetting her name yeah the one who's the daughter I... of the admiral <laughs> like she she has this her her character is there's some problematic aspects to that character teach me your righteous yeah. lessons xo i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean there doesn't seem to be a lot of she doesn't seem to be like a developed character really in any way yeah and it's like I mean I you're kind of set up to feel this sympathy for her because she is being mistreated by some of her the officers on board because or you know the lower ranked people on board because mm-hmm. they feel she was promoted without earning it because she's the admiral's yeah. daughter and then also there's a there's a um, a sexist aspect to it as well, where it's like yeah. kind of directly kind of being attacked for being a woman. 
Um, mm-hmm. But then the way everybody was mad at her in this episode seemed to be because she killed she killed the guy, the, the crew member. But she mm-hmm. killed him to save the XO. So why is nobody mad at the XO and they're only mad at her? Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, that was... I didn't quite follow the whole plot line. It was really confusing. Like, why isn't it like... Like, clearly the guy who... She wasn't a mutineer. The guy who wanted to kill her was the mutineer. But they're saying yeah. she mutinied. Or, and I don't know. It just, like, it made... I didn't get it. I didn't get the... Mm-hmm. Like, no, clearly really in that situation, it was, like, either Sam's life or or the guy who, or the other guy's life. And so she saved his life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's at least the way I read the situation from the pilot. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me, too. Yeah, so I just didn't get why everybody's on her about that. And especially the um, that one older guy who's in the who's in the jail on the island that they're holding him. Because he, mm-hmm. um, that guy really hasn't has a an axe to grind with with the girl, and it's just like really like don't you have better things to do with your time? Like why is he? I don't understand. <laughs> like it just seems of all the people for him to be mad at, why is he picking her? Like she doesn't even have yeah. the power in this situation. She's doing everything that Sam tells her to do. Yeah, she's not really going out of her she's not going out of her authority. She's doing everything that the people above her are telling her to do. So I just don't get why, (laughs) why she's like this target. I don't know. Yeah. that didn't. And it seems to be the way that the narrative goes. It seems to be because she's this Admiral's daughter, um, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like, I don't know if I was in the military and my commanding officer was an Admiral's daughter. I would listen to that person. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Like, what kind of self, what kind of of, of self preservation do these soldiers have? Like, yeah, you need to <laughs> yeah. Be I don't nice know. Maybe like in some daughter. type of military, like perspective or something. I don't know. But I'd be similar to you. Like, I would kiss up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like different if you're actually in the military. Although. Although I'm sure people who are actually in the military have bigger problems with the show um, <laughs> than that. They probably have, you know, because it's like, you know, if you're in the field of whatever the TV show's about, you're always like, <laughs> like people who are lawyers who watch The Good Wife, like can't handle any of the court cases. Whereas like, I yeah. love every court case, but I have no knowledge of the law. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, so, uh, that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of that stuff's not really working some of the dialogue was a bit uh, and then um and then but i am sort of interested in this whole government conspiracy thing yeah that's happening back back home that sort of they had sam's wife christine uh jesse shram's character has sort of been kept in this little holding cell being shown video of her husband over and over again like they're trying to get her to come on their side and and Mm -hmm. and convince the husband to uh to to basically mutiny against his captain and get the get the sub back mm-hmm. and um what did you think of that whole thing i i mean that part is really interesting because we don't know yet do we about why like the order that was given in the first place like who gave that order why like the whole order to nuke the pakistanis we still don't they haven't explained that fully like what was going on with that 
No, they they haven't, and you know that that why was it sent on the Antarctic network is still a question. And then the other thing is that that one guy has since been promoted. Yeah, so there's some element of the government that is basically this is this is enhancing their status, whatever they're doing. But what's their motivation like in terms of the bigger picture? I don't. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, basically, I mean, it like they maybe I to would. Sh- I'd like to see maybe some. I have characters in a conspiracy to try to get an insight insight onto what they're doing or what their motivations are. Yeah. I want to see that as well and, and kind of just get a better, I just feel like it's so fuzzy and mm-hmm. what's going on over there and, and why it's happening. I mean, it seems that they, whoever it is basically wanted to start war with Pakistan, but for what purpose? Yeah. You know? And, um, and it seems like, well, and the other thing to remember, I guess, is that they got their wish, right? Because even though the Denver, or sorry, the Colorado did not shoot the nukes, another ship did, right? Yeah. So, so there, the U.S. is now, like, at war with Pakistan and now probably other countries as well because there's, like, people have allies and, you know, it seems that there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So, yeah, I kind of just want to have a better picture of what's going on. Yeah, I guess the whole thing of what was fired on whom, I guess I haven't made a clear picture of exactly what's happening. Yeah, and, and it seems that, you know, Autumn Reeser's character is is digging into that, wanting to find out why, because she knows that the Illinois fired on the Colorado. Yes. Um, and, and she wants to know sort of why, she wants proof of that and wants to know, like, why. And in her attempt to do that, she has that guy who works for her who ends up he's like in a coma was that oh, kind of what he was gosh, yeah that's that was seen um, was rough yeah and like the wife's like you know hope you die alone <laughs> yeah she just walked out i know it's like her character kylie she didn't say a single word that entire scene she just walked in yeah. well, got and demolished she, and walked uh, out did you see what she looked through the guy's back too did you see that oh yes yeah she took the note and it was like an order number or something so it was like an order number um, yeah. And so I think she has the information she needs now, or at least yeah. the tool to get the information she needs. Like, she needs to look up that order and see. Well, I find it, it I mean, I find it interesting because she's not particularly a sympathetic character. Because, like, her motivations are, she doesn't want her technology stolen by the government. Like, she wants her money. Right. And that's why she's digging. So I find that really interesting. So we're rooting for her to find the information, but we're not supposed to root for her as a character. Yeah, I mean, I think part of me just, like, roots for her just because I like the actress. So, like, Mm -hmm. I... But at the same time, that scene that she had in the bar where she was giving her little speech about the weapons tech, Mm -hmm. that was not a good scene. Like, I... (laughs) I Taylor, uh, I always think of her as Taylor Townsend, but Autumn Reeser, Autumn Reeser can do better. Something about the tonally that just didn't work. Like she just goes on this big speech, and the timing—I don't know—something about something about the dialogue is just not quite working for me. Um, I just—it takes me out of the show. Like I, I don't want to watch the show and and be thinking about that kind of thing. I want to just think. Yeah. I don't know. It just. So yeah, there's something a little bit like. I think I like her just because I like the actress, but at the same time, she's motivated by her her own agenda, not necessarily the good of everybody. She's she's motivated by particularly this tech. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean, I guess we, I get why the tech thing is important because I guess that's part of what is allowing the submarine, that's probably what in the long run is going to allow them to not be killed. <laughs> yeah. Cause they can kind of use that tech. Yeah. Then, okay, I had the same question that the guy was asking in the bar. In the first episode, I'm like, how are they just not, how does the U.S. just not fire on them and be done with it? Like, how are they going to survive? Yeah, well. And then she kind of explained it in a very heavy-handed way. <laughs> yeah, and even before she explained it, though, I feel like in the last episode, what she said already explained it to me because of how many nukes they have on that submarine. Like, there are more nukes on that submarine than most other countries have, it seems like. <laughs> so yeah. it's like they, it's like we don't, it's like the reason why we don't go to war with another nuclear power you can't because it's like mutually assured destruction Mm -hmm. like if they go to war with that sub how many people are going to get killed like so they kind of can't risk it almost because of the type of weapons and that's why that's why captain chaplin was so invested in making them believe he was crazy like Mm -hmm. he had to make them believe he was willing to push that button like he shoots that that missile into um, towards DC and then you know he redirects it so it doesn't go to any civilians but it's like he proved that he was willing to shoot that missile and so it's like now any US any government official that goes against that submarine they take the lives of a lot of people in their hands if he threatens to to shoot something in in response yeah that makes sense when it, which is really weird because I hadn't realized how much power those subs had like I didn't know they I don't know if it, they do in real life, but <laughs> on the show, yeah. <laughs> um, I, like the idea that the subs have that much firepower on them, the I, fact that they I, could, I, I, I hope they don't. The fact that one sub could like nuke, you know, multiple countries, like, and you just have that just like in some guy's power. Yeah. Down I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you get why, because of that, why he, why the captain was so wary of the order because if you have mm-hmm. that much power if you have that much firepower on your sub and you get an order that you're not sure about like you've got to second guess that because otherwise you're capable of like destroying a, you know half a country mm-hmm. um so yeah, i feel like <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty insane this whole whole plot of the show is pretty insane i, I guess it I makes just... me want <laughs> psych evaluations for every single person whoever has any control over nuclear weapons in any way (laughs) i know right it's like it's very it's very scary it's and then the other thing is like the fact that possibly chaplin might have been motivated by personal reasons because we learned the truth we we knew he had a son who was off in iraq or afghanistan we know he has a son who's who's serving and then we find out in this episode that that son's actually dead he died two weeks before killed by friendly fire mm-hmm. and that sort of bomb of knowledge being dropped on us was very like oh are we now supposed to worry that Chaplin is doing this because of personal reasons yeah i was thinking it'd be a really cool twist if all of a sudden he just snaps and is like just kidding I'm crazy. I'm going to just do things like that and and not for the whole protecting Pakistanis. That would be a great twist. I would kind of enjoy that. And I mean, he is a little bit crazy, but it's like, it's kind of like what Sam said, just crazy enough, sir. Just crazy enough. (laughs) (laughs) There's sort of this line, like in order to to be in that position, he kind of has to be willing to 
do some un, unconventional things. But but the scene between Andre Brower and um, Scott Speedman where they talked about the captain's dead son was actually really a very emotional emotional scene, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, the acting was great. Yeah, that was just that was probably the best part of the second episode was just mm-hmm. that particular scene uh, between those two. Yeah. And it kind of just made your heart my it made my heart kind of swell just to see the love between those two guys and the support and you just sort of I don't know I just really like that relationship yeah. and and also mm-hmm. to learn the backstory of what what Captain Chaplin did for um did for Sam when he was captured by some people was it mm-hmm. um it, do you remember what I don't remember what country he was in? Was it? It was Korea? North Korea. North Korea. Okay, so in North Korea, we learn, and this is what Christine learns when she was with the government. She learns that her her husband had been captured for seventeen days in North Korea, and her he never told her about it. But the part of the video that the government doesn't show her is that he says why he doesn't want to tell his wife because yes, yeah, that was oh, yeah. that was cute. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like probably any wife of a military officer would understand that. Like, even if you hadn't heard that line, I feel like it was kind of a dumb way for them to go after her. Like, I I feel like that that shouldn't be enough for her to, like, not love him anymore. No, it was really dumb, I thought, on the part of the government, because I feel like that's kind of a thing that's very normal, at least, sort of, I mean, even me, I I would know that. Like, I would expect that Mm -hmm. there was probably something, if if a loved one comes back from war, you expect there's some sort of things that they, that happen to them that they're not going to share with you because they don't want to, they don't want to corrupt their, their life. They want to think of that separate. They don't want to make that part of their, their life because, you know, their unspeakable things happen when you're in war that you don't want to bring home, you know? Yeah. I mean, my guess is that's honestly just like the worst they got on him. He seems like such a good guy. He's so perfect. That was the only thing they could come up with. He once lied to you. <laughs> he lied to you about something that it was okay for him to lie to you about. So don't like him anymore, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was especially weak of them to do because it was a video of him. And it's like you're, you're showing him like clearly suffering because he's been in captivity. And for mm-hmm. her to think she's going to feel anger at that by seeing that video like obviously she would just feel like pain for him that he went through that like I feel like if she's watching that video of the person the man she loves being shown to her over and over again that's not going to make her love him any less it's actually going to make her feel more sympathy for him I think the one thing that might work is the line that he said like yeah seven seven of my men died I'm over it I don't care he said that line in the video yeah but it's like everything was being taken out of context yeah, her. but so I think really... that might be what, she, like, the show might elaborate on. She'll be like, how could he be so unfeeling or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel like it, it, it. they realized it wasn't working, and now they're going to put – they're putting this lawyer in to kind of – he says he's a friend of Sam's, mm-hmm. this this lawyer, um, and now he's – it's like they, they're, they're doing bad cop, good cop, right? They yeah. Sort of, he's, now yeah. he's coming in acting like he's her friend. He's going to take care of her. But he's gonna do something to manipulate her. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. that was so blatant. Yeah, but it's like she has no idea because she's, yeah. you know. But maybe she'll pick up on it. So, so at least like they're making her story matter. Like I wasn't really sure how they were gonna incorporate her, mm-hmm. the wife, you know. Um, but the fact that she is sort of the tool they're gonna try to use in order to 
in order to get her husband to come back it makes sense now for her storyline to like has a purpose so yeah rather than just her missing him yeah I didn't want it to just be like her longing because I want her to like have a little more to do something more interesting you know yeah like it definitely like when she was on the phone and then started being like I don't trust them went through a whole spiel like that was really I really enjoyed that yeah yeah that was that was really good and and you wonder um what else they'll do in terms of um the admiral and his daughter are they going to try to like manipulate mm-hmm. that situation as well and is the admiral and um and autumn research character they they had that scene at the very end of the pilot that wasn't um continued in the second episode mm-hmm. and so it seems like maybe they're gonna ally together to try to find out the truth of what happened yeah i could see that um, happening and so i'm excited to see how they're gonna go forward i I can't really picture how they're going to do it, so I'm definitely interested. So you, you you feel like you'll definitely watch another episode? Yeah, I will. And then are you thinking, like, you'll see how 103 is or and and then decide whether you want to, like, watch the whole season or are you kind of – are you hooked already? How are you? Um, I wouldn't say I'm super hooked mm-hmm. to the point where I'm so committed and so ready I just, yeah, I'll watch it until if I start getting bored, I don't have a desire to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'll probably end up watching the whole season just because of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, like with Andre Bauer and Scott Speedman, their particular roles, like I'll probably end up watching the whole season, but um, there's definitely some some aspects of the show that are a little, that aren't quite working. Um, mm-hmm. But I probably will just keep. I probably will keep watching. I don't know how the ratings have been. That's one I haven't checked up on. So I yeah, don't know how sure. long we'll have to <laughs> to watch it or not. But uh, but I I definitely think it's it's just it's very different than any of the shows I watch. I don't know. It's kind of a mm-hmm. a cool idea. So I'm I'm enjoying it. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's a good. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, very. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then the next show I want to talk about was Once Upon a Time, the premiere Broken that aired on mm-hmm. Sunday. What what happened in Broken? Oh Ellie? gosh. I really enjoyed it. It was the whole aftermath of the curse being broken and the magic being released. And it was so interesting, I guess, to see all the townspeople reuniting with each other and ganging up on Regina and uh, it was just so interesting. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and then the whole Wraith being loose, there was that plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess I'm more interested in the whole, how everyone's reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I didn't, when I first watched the, the premiere, I didn't really enjoy it very much. But then... The second half was a lot better, and then when I was re-watching some stuff, because I didn't understand, the whole opening scene made no sense to me, and then, so then I rewatched it <laughs> to figure out what the opening scene was, and then I started to get a little more interested, Yeah, and then when I was writing like, what, my notes, I was getting excited about it, and so I was like, I guess I like the show more than I sometimes, I don't know, sometimes when I watch it, I feel like it doesn't quite live up to its potential in terms of its quality, I feel like it could be so much better than it is, um, given like the people who write for it's it. It's so cheesy sometimes. Yeah, and and the actors, while many of them I'm sure are good in other things, 
the performances on the show are like a bit cheesy as well Mm -hmm. um sometimes and so and then it doesn't really help when they hire jamie chung who is kind of a horrible actress to play a really pivotal role yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'm really excited that the character milan is there don't get me wrong i'm really excited about her but jamie chung is just i can't help whenever i see her i think of the real world did you ever watch did you watch that season real world san diego no i did (laughs) not that's what she's from that's that's how she got famous you know she's very beautiful but i'm not sure if acting is quite her thing even though she keeps doing it over and over again (laughs) um yeah but i mean I, i don't want to be too harsh on it because who knows she could grow into this role it could be really awesome maybe i'll end up loving mulan because we didn't we didn't see too much yet of of that storyline um well i'm more excited now that philip's gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah and philip was played by ren from pretty little liars which i know you don't watch but uh (laughs) yeah do you think he's really dead dead though because I kind of think, like, I wonder about the whole Wraith situation, because it's like, what if, if somebody gets killed by the Wraith, like, does the Wraith, like, take their soul? Like, I wonder if there's any way to get back what the Wraith takes. Because aren't uh, Wraiths kind of, like, soulless creatures or something? I just got the vibe they just killed people. Maybe I'm wrong. I might have missed something. Well, I'm just thinking, like wraiths like the only thing i know about wraiths is like there are wraiths in um you know like lord of the rings and you know they're like these like you know spirity they're like these weird supernatural things Mm -hmm. that can kill you and they can like take your you know they can take your life essence out of you and everything and i just wondered if it seems like there's really no way to fight against them but there has to be some some kind of twist you know because no but nothing has no weaknesses yeah that's true nothing is completely uh immortal or completely just infallible whatever the word is mm-hmm. um and so i just kind of wonder if maybe there's a twist there of um of uh what the wraith does i don't know the wraith was kind of random i don't know it's like okay this is our new bad guy a wraith yeah it was, i mean i kind of <laughs> maybe i interpreted it as just like a one episode bad guy kind of thing except it's not going to be because now isn't the wraith like on the loose in fairyland in oh, fairytale yeah. land still like it didn't yeah. die after it killed um, Philip. Like it's probably yeah. gonna be still around. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. And it, I'm just excited that Emma is now in Storyland. Oh yeah. So okay, let's talk about that twist at the end. Okay, because so in back in Storybrooke, everybody is going after Regina, but then, but then because Gold marks Regina like for the wraith and so like people the wraith is trying to kill her they figure out a way to to banish the wraith into into the fairy tale land mm-hmm. and they use the mad hatter's hat and Emma gets sucked into the hat so then snow follows her and then it closes too too fast for charming to go so they're now in the other world and the twist about the twist about the other world freezing for 28 years I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. so while while most of the land gets sucked into Storybrooke they said there's, there's one corner that was untouched nobody knows why and then it seems that once Emma Brooke breaks the curse that unfreezes them yeah 
and they just have no idea. Of course, Snow and Emma will be able to tell them that when they when they go to the safe haven and everything. But uh, well, if I mean right now, Mulan is mad at them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was very like dun 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 at the end. Like <laughs> this is what brought the wraith here. This is what killed our prince. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah okay. Um, but yeah, it's gonna last five minutes. They're like, oh, we didn't know anyone was still here. Our bad. <laughs> okay, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll convince. They'll they'll explain it. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty easy, I think. But uh, but I'm sure that you know maybe they'll be mad. But but at the same time, people know Snow. She's from there. She was the queen. You know. Yeah. She was the the princess or whatever. So I'm sure that when they realize who that is, they're going to bring her to the safe haven to mm-hmm. see who else is there. And so the idea that there's this there's this group of fairy tale characters that are still in the fairy tale land and are like banding together is interesting. Mhm. Well, I'm wondering what caused that. Was there like another witch or someone who knew the curse was coming and found a way to protect them? That's a good theory. That makes sense. That's what I was th- There's some other character we haven't introduced to yet and she's like, "I worked my magic." Ha. Huh? Yeah, that 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 would totally make sense. And it, the other cool thing about the whole twist is when I was first seeing the Mulan and Snow, um, or sorry, the Mulan and Sleeping Beauty storyline, I thought that was like up in the past, and then yeah. I realized it's happening in in the present. Mm-hmm. Was um, was really cool when you realize like that twist at the end. I was like, oh wow, so they're in current day, and this is happening right now, and. It, all of a sudden, it made more sense because at first you're like, "Why is the Snow White or why is the Sleeping Beauty storyline like happening in this episode? It makes no sense, <laughs> you know? Like it didn't make any sense." And so then, when you find out why it's happening and why it matters at the end, it was like, "Oh, okay." And that's why I liked the second half of the episode so much better because then I finally like realized why all this stuff was going on. And I was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, it took I me like a while to now. figure that out too. Yeah, Until the race, out. when the rape stuff started happening in both worlds, I was like, "Okay, let's yeah, see here." I, I didn't realize that in just till the very end because I was just thinking, oh, because maybe that—that's why because of this past story with with Sleeping Beauty, that's going to explain why Gold has has that special medallion. Like I thought that was like why he why we were getting the story was just because it was the backstory for this medallion, and um, and then when it was more than that, that was good. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that one out. Yeah. And and I really like I like the actress who plays Aurora. Um, hmm. Although I don't really like Aurora, she's kind of a horrible bitch. But I <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the actress. So I'm excited to see. Like I think it's you know it'll be sort of an unlikely friendship between Mulan yeah. and Aurora. They started <laughs> out enemies, and now they're gonna both learn to change together. Oh, like I can already see the whole their whole arc basically because you know yeah. Mulan is like the tomboy and Sleeping Beauty is the like the the girly the girl princess girl. <laughs> and they're gonna both like learn to you know accept each other, accept each other. Yeah. learn from each other yeah yeah Mulan's gonna get a little bit more feminine Aurora's gonna get a little more tough yes exactly <laughs> hopefully there's a makeover at some point <laughs> yes that's what I assume. So, I mean, it was it's an interesting choice the way they decide to combine these fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And and so I had definitely was when I had heard that Sleeping Beauty and Mulan were going to be involved in the show, I didn't never would have suspected like in the same storyline. 
Yeah, that <laughs> and was so. <laughs> so it was kind of a cool little twist, you know, to make it something new. Um, so uh, going forward, I'm interested to see what happens with them. Yeah, and and maybe you know, I'm being t- maybe Jamie Chung is better than I give her credit for. Maybe she'll do an amazing r- job as Mulan. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, she was pretty bad. <laughs> it's not just you disliking her; she's pretty bad. I mean, it's not even just that I dislike. It's not that I dislike her. It's just sort of she kind of takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like I look at her and I'm like, "Oh, real world San Diego," <laughs> and I don't see an actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she has had some other roles. She did that like samurai show on um on ABC Family. It was like a ABC Family miniseries about like oh, a female samurai. I remember seeing commercials for that. Yeah, that's like the last like acting thing I remember from. And then she randomly showed up when I was watching this movie about Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like a bike messenger. Oh, is that that one that just came out recently? Yeah, it's kind of recent. Um, just Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a bike messenger and she's in it and she was actually playing a Chinese woman who was from China, like she had an, an Asian accent that she was putting on. Um, uh, and she took me out of that movie too. I was just like, Ugh, I don't know about this. Like I just, it just seemed so, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like the worst she's done, but it was not quite, <laughs> it wasn't the best, but Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe she'll really improve. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it's not like the acting is so great on the show anyways. She'll fit in. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I've kind of accepted part of the charm of the show is that it's, like, it's a family show. You know, like, kids will watch it. It's kind of cheesy, but it's still fun. Yeah, you just have to kind of embrace the atmosphere. Embrace yeah, like, it's the, based off of Disney fairy tales. Dome. It's not going to be gritty yeah yeah i just have to embrace that and and there's just sort of a yeah that nature of it and yeah and 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 going back to what i we hinted at before the the opening where you have this mysterious man is actually billed on i and uh on imdb as mysterious man (laughs) that's why i put it in the notes as mysterious man in case Um, you didn't realize he was mysterious yeah he was a mysterious man so that opening scene with him in a like you know apartment building in a big city and he gets a message from a dove it's like a postcard from storybook that says that the curse is broken i mean it just basically just says broken which was Mm -hmm. the title of the episode and um when i first watched it the episode i'm like okay time for once upon a time put on the tv and i'm like who is this person what is going on i have no idea i didn't understand one thing that was happening in that scene i thought i was watching the wrong show (laughs) i know i was like am i I watching the wrong show this is so crazy (laughs) and like why are they doing this and then after the whole episode finished and i was like i still don't know where that guy was from so i went back and watched the beginning and watched it more carefully and paid attention to what was happening and then i i saw the postcard and realized it was had storybook on it and that broken meant the curse and i was like oh and i was like you know what that was not a great way to start your second season once upon a time you should have <laughs> well, I mean, done something i think better. if maybe they'd been more clear about it like the mystery is like okay somebody else outside of storybook knows this is going on like, who is this exactly. how does he know like that's intriguing it is it is once you figure it out it's like oh that is a really cool idea it just wasn't yeah. executed i don't think as well as it could have and i 
but yes, now that now that I know that, now I'm really interested in that whole mystery. And the guy mm-hmm. who's playing the mysterious man, he um he was Renee on True Blood, yeah, in season one, um, and uh, Michael Raymond James. So it'll be interesting to see what type of character he plays. Is is he somebody from the fairy tale land? Probably or, has an accent um, like in True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he gonna have a Cajun accent? Um, <laughs> And and or does he have what kind of ties does he have? Who sent him the postcard as well? Like somebody. And my question is like, is he a fairy tale character somehow? Yeah, it's like, is he a fairy tale character, or is he um, something else? Like, I mean, I wonder if he's somebody connected to um, uh, Pinocchio. Oh yeah, because he was out in the open, so he yeah, might have told people. Because he was living out on in the oh. open, and if maybe he had some, he could have been the one to Pinocchio. What, what was Pinocchio's name in the in the real world? Oh gosh, I, I don't remember. I can't remember what the I'm character's terrible. name was, but um, yeah, I don't remember anything. But uh, he he could have sent the letter, but at the same time, it could be somebody else who what like now that we know about the safe haven where there's this whole group of people that weren't sucked into the world what if one of them decided to try to like find out what was going on Mm -hmm. what if they had loved ones who were in storybrook who they were trying to find but but they couldn't because of the curse so there he could be somebody who's a fairytale character who's been waiting for the curse to to break so he could go to storybrook to you know yeah because i I feel like there has to be other ways into our world right yeah yeah especially because of the hat Mm-hmm. Now, because that, like, that hat can do so much, there has to be other, it, it's just basically channeling magic, so there has to mm-hmm. be some type of magic, there has to be other ways. Yeah. The, the way Emma got out, and, and Pinocchio, they got out from the tree, there was the special wood, and, you know, there's, there, and then there's the hat, so there's gotta be some other way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's. So. I mean, if, I feel like if anyone who can do, maybe it's the same person who is protecting that corner of Storybrooke. If there's like a witch or someone, mm. if they could do that, they could probably create a portal or something. Mm. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because that's true. If your theory about somebody, the reason why that corner of story uh, of the fairy tale land didn't didn't get sucked into Regina spells because somebody else was protecting them, then that person could have a way to get into the real world yeah if yeah. if my theory is correct yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of different ways it go but it's pretty cool like i think it sets up some cool stuff for this season because it's yeah. kind of like i did wonder at the end of last season with them breaking the curse you kind of wonder well where do we go from here yeah now that the curse is broken it's just now that everybody remembers what's gonna what's gonna be the next thing they deal with you know yeah and so the fact that nobody can get back to storybook anymore except for through that you know one hat means that they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get back mm-hmm. and then now there you have all the concerns of these other people who are still in the fairy tale land and and where is the mad hatter i hope he comes back um, i love oh my gosh sebastian stone did such a good job yeah he really did and so it'll be cool if they can bring him back as a guest star yeah. You know, on an episode here and there. I'm pretty sure I thought I heard that they were. Yeah, I can't remember if they did, um, but that but totally makes sense because he's not, I don't know what else he's doing right now. He was doing political animals, but that was just six episodes and that's done. And so hopefully they can get him to return. And there's yeah. lots of cool stuff coming up because have you been seeing some of the previews? They showed Lancelot. No, I haven't actually seen any previews. 
it wasn't even a preview from it wasn't even a preview on the episode it was like I'm watching other shows on ABC and I keep seeing this once upon a time preview Um, it might be like on the ABC iPad app keeps on showing me these previews and it shows Lancelot and episode 3 is called Lady of the Lake which Uh is like a sounds like a King Arthur type thing you know like Lady of um... the Lake yeah, that's part like of the Mor- mythology. Mor- Morgan Le Fay and that whole mythology. So mm-hmm. it's cool they're going to bring in if they if they bring in a, a King Arthur type mythology. Like that's so awesome. I love that mythology. Oh, I would love that. So and so fun. they're going to bring Lancelot in. So that's really fun. And I don't know if that's going to be in the fairy tale. What if maybe it's the Lady of the Lake who protected that part of fairy tale land? I mean, yeah, in the mythology, she was really powerful because I'm trying to think. She was in- yeah, the Lady of Avalon and yeah. There are a lot of different like versions of, of the, uh, of the Arthurian legends. But um, I, I, I have you ever read the book *Mists of Avalon*? Yes, I have. Okay, I love that book. Okay, I love that book too. Yay! Um, <laughs> it's huge. I love it. Yeah, I'm actually I've been rereading it for the first time like since I was a teenager. I've been re- I've been rereading it. I'm like a third of the way through, and um and so like that's that's what Miss Allen's all about. It's about the Lady of the Lake and it's Morgan Le Fay in that mm-hmm. book, but I don't, you know, it's not always uh, Morgan Le Fay in the stories, but uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think cause I'm not sure how much of my knowledge of Arthurian legend is from that book exactly. versus other stuff I've read. <laughs> exactly. It all twists together. And I've read yeah. some of the, um, there there's the Le Morte de Arthur. The, yeah. I've um, read some of that. The French one. Yeah. I've read that. And some of those stories are very different than, the way I remember it from other ones, and then there's also the Merlin show, which has its own version of mythology. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched that. Um, I I only watched the first season though because I'm behind. Um, and, and the way that they do Mor- Morgane on that show is a little different. Mm-hmm. And so, uh... <laughs> but I mean, but we know in matter no matter what mythology it is, the Lady of the Lake is associated, I think, with Avalon and yes. magic. Yes, exactly. Like inherently, yeah. And I think in most of them, you know, she's responsible for. Uh, you know, for giving that, that sword and, yeah. and everything. So not Excalibur, the other one, but yeah. And then also yeah. the whole idea of the Holy Grail is often attached to, you know, um, to her as well sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I hope they don't bring that in because well, yeah, be and I feel like we don't need that. That's true. <laughs> they probably don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, so I'm excited for that. That's episode 203, Lady of the Lake. And then there's also been a lot of press online about um, Captain Hook coming up, and he's actually been cast, and he's going to show up in episode 204, The Crocodile. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I wonder, is that going to be in sto- fairy fairy tale world or in Storybrooke? Exactly. Um, in in the teaser that they showed at Comic-Con, there was like, and they put it online since then, it shows a guy with a hook going through um, Gold's shop. Oh. But I don't know how much of that is like a teaser teaser artistry, mm-hmm. and, or if that's actually going to be what happens in the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like a very dramatic scene where it's like, you just hear music and you see dark shadows and you like see you don't see who the man is you just see a hook kind of like brushing past these like objects in the shop you know yeah um and so mm-hmm. it made me think maybe he'd be in storybook but at the same time that could have been like artistic license yeah i mean cause i wonder like at this point like introducing new characters a storybook it's like shouldn't we have already met them by now like it feels i'd feel weird meeting new characters well i 
don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many fairy tales to explore. But in Storybrooke itself. The ones, and a lot of ones in Storybrooke that have been explored, like, haven't stayed around. Like, you know, Cinderella, mm-hmm. like, we haven't seen her since, like, you know, we saw her in two episodes. So there, there's room for a lot of people that, like, haven't stuck around. Yeah. It seems like the only ones that seem to really be all around all the time are the people in the Snow White story and and then the Red Riding Hood story. Yeah. Those seem to be the only, like, regulars. So it would be cool to, like, have more. Well, and the Pinocchio storyline. Those three. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just, like, the small town vibe I get from Storybrooke. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have encountered everybody in the town by now. Yeah, although that's part of my problem with some of the the way they did the reunion is it felt like a ghost town. Like mm-hmm. it's, it it feels like a ghost town and it's like and then you have all these townspeople mobbing Regina's house and the way that was shot it felt so dumb. Like I it didn't feel <laughs> it didn't feel menacing. It didn't feel mm-hmm. it just felt like a couple of random townspeople decided to show up on her lawn like it didn't seem like a very big group it didn't seem very dramatic the way it was shot they could have made it seem a lot more dramatic and higher stakes and it the way it was shot just didn't too expensive to hire more extras maybe but it's like even if you're not gonna hire extras like you could do more close-ups have a more like move the camera in a way that like promotes motion and and fear and stress instead of like just have it like way up above this empty town square and be like oh hey look those people are going to Regina's that's interesting <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know I wasn't really digging the way the whole opening stuff like I don't know it wasn't getting it wasn't drawing me in. and I think part of that is I just watched so much TV lately and a lot of it has been really intense like mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been really I've been watching Homeland I've been watching Sons of Anarchy Dexter and then so different from and, the and then you know you turn on this show and you're just like mm, eh, what's going on I don't see much going on um but then I did get wrapped in once I kind of got into the world again and I got back into it you know just kind of yeah it's a while. definitely different from those shows you were just talking about <laughs> yeah the, the other really interesting little tidbit was when they were mobbing Regina's, uh, mobbing in quotation marks, um, Dr. Whale said to Charming, like, Charming is trying, now that they remember, Charming mm-hmm. has, like, this authority because he's their prince. And yeah. Dr. Whale's like, you're not my prince. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And so that's really interesting. Well, I liked the reference when they, when um, Prince Charming was like, who are you? He's like, that's my own business. Yeah. Like, it was, that felt very meta. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. that's what the audience has been asking, like, all season. Yes. And, and it's really been picked up. I feel like this summer, um, David Anders has really been playing around with that on Twitter. And yeah. so it's almost like it's becoming more of a question. And we know mm-hmm. that it's going to get revealed sometime um, in one of these. Like, I think it's going to get revealed in the next few episodes. Yeah. I feel so. like we talked about that. Yeah, we talked podcast. about that. We talked about that. So it's, it's going to happen soon. And so... The fact that that Charmy doesn't know him means he's in a story, a different type of storyline. So you got to wonder what type of fairy tale he's involved in. Maybe he's in like the Lancelot Arthurian legend stuff. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And Maybe other... he's King Arthur. <laughs> I don't know. I think like King Arthur should be a nicer guy. Yeah. I don't think King Arthur was trying to have one night stands with Snow White. You you don't know. He's a king. <laughs> he women are throwing themselves at him. 
Yeah, but it, it, it's funny too because I think the whole time I was trying to think about who his character was, I always was trying to figure out, well, what is how could a whale be significant? What is the whale? And then I realized, you know what? The whale is probably just the trick because we just don't know his first name. So he's probably a fairy char- fairy tale character. Do we know his first name? Is it like, does he have a na- first name? Not that I've paid attention to. I don't remember. And so it was like, if he had his first name, could be it. So like, what if he's like Jack Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk? Because we know that character's oh. coming in. That yeah. I mean, I hope it's just. I hope it's a good reveal. Yeah. After they've built up the mystery, it better be good. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that tricky thing. It's like you don't want to get your hopes up too much because then you might get disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, th- we'll see with that. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to finding out that. And I wonder if he, you know, is he the one connected to the mysterious stranger, um, you know, as well? Like, well, they're both very mysterious. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's a lot of interesting interesting little hints of things to come. that, And so I'm, even though I was, you know, kind of rolling my eyes through half the episode, then now I'm feeling really excited about it again. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's just so many cool episodes coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yay. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Belle at all yet. Oh, because she's so stupid. Oh my god! I'm so frustrated. <gasps> and we had talked about this before when we yeah! were in our last podcast, and you, you had told me what exactly what I believed, which was just like you were annoyed by that relationship between. This doesn't make sense. And and it made less sense this time because, ugh, she finally like realizes he's lying to her and he's doing all these bad things, and then she just decides to go back to him. And like, oh, like, you kept my teacup, so it doesn't matter that you are an abusive, horrible, evil man. I love you because you kept but I hated, teacup. But I hated about it is, like, the reason I have to stay with you is because you're a bad person. Oh, like, yeah. I have to fix you. Ugh. Like, no. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, it just, I don't like characters like that. That Mm-mm-mm. It's like, my goodness will purify you. Like, no. Yeah, it's just, it's doesn't belong in the 21st century i feel like yes yeah i've i've said before that that particular storyline just doesn't fit and i think that's one of the things they have to that are a little weird because like the sleeping beauty storyline was also feeling like it didn't belong in the 21st century yeah the the they're gonna have to be careful with the way they go with sleeping beauty to make her like you know I don't know. Like, like I'm guessing she'll get some combat training from Mulan and become a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, when I understand, the thing is, like, those fairy tales a lot of times do present a really old-fashioned view of of things. But it's like, you know, they change a lot of things and they just need to change some yeah. of these things. Like, they know. took Snow White out of that. Yeah, Snow White was – that's why I was, like, surprised about Aurora because Snow White was, like, doing all kinds of awesome stuff. She wasn't, like – Oh, I'm a woman, so I can't, you know, do this. Like she didn't have I'm a Disney one. Okay, I can't be my prince, so I'm just gonna cook and clean for other men. Yeah, and wait to be saved. Like, <laughs> yeah. So oh. exactly. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to see that kind. I of think they have development the, there. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna develop it. At least for Aurora. I don't know about Belle. Yeah, Belle. Lost cause. Lost cause. Belle. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, although on a on a superficial note, Emily DeRaven, I really like her as a brunette. 
Oh yeah, um, I think she beautiful. looks really great as a brunette. <laughs> but yeah, Belle is just like as long as she's sort of being waiting around for gold and and, and just I don't know that relationship just icks me out. Yes, I'm not not into it. No, not at all. And I guess from what I've read online, people a lot of people are into it, and that weirds me out. Oh, I'm sure they are. Anytime there's an icky relationship, I assume that's what everybody loves the most. But that's like, just what I, I assume. Know. Like, like on Pretty Little Liars, there's a main relationship where it's like a teacher and a student. It totally icks yeah. me out. But that's everybody's favorite ship, so, you know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I watched the first season of Pretty Little Liars, so, like, I know that plot line. <laughs> and it was creepy. And I just assume people will like the storyline I don't like. I don't. I guess couples that I like, I don't really have any, like, formula to it. But I don't like Gold and Belle. That's just, no. Yeah. I mean, in this particular, yeah, there's just nothing, yeah. It makes, I mean, this particular one makes a lot less sense than any of the other ones I named. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no chemistry between the actors, for one thing. No, and it's just, I don't know. I just wish Belle had more to do. Like, if, if Belle could be an interesting character if they had her, like, I that's one of the story ones, the ones where I wish she was more like the Disney character. Yes, because the I Belle loved her in, in the, the Disney, movie. she's the best princess of all of them because she's the one that reads a lot and um, is really smart and she and like she talks back to the beast. She's like, yeah. I'm not taking any of your stuff. Like, yeah. And so instead, they created this like docile Belle that mm-hmm. is like all about reforming a bad man and yes i guess the point of the disney like the movie was that he's not a bad guy whereas in this one like he is a bad guy right that's not you can't deny that like he's not yeah and i mean it's not like he doesn't have some levels you know like he loved his son and he has he has some depth and stuff but it's just like the, the show's too invested in keeping him this kind of ridiculous villain that they're yes. not gonna they're not gonna totally reform him mm-hmm. and especially with this episode showed that with the way he goes after Regina with the Wraith I mean he's the yeah. one that sets that Wraith on everybody that could have killed everybody um, mm-hmm. and it's just like he's the one causing that whole problem yeah cause like, I don't mind his character outside of the relationship with Belle like I yeah. think he's a really interesting villain Right. I mean, like, he, he serves a very important purpose because he's sort of, yeah, he's the, he's the smart one. He's the one that's in the know. He's manipulating mm-hmm. all these things. And I just don't know why he needs to have a relationship with Belle mm-hmm. as part of his story. I guess that's just to give him depth or something, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It might be the age part, too, like, because she's, she, she's so young, or at least she looks so young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's, like, in his 40s, I think. Yeah, it just feels kind of weird. Mm-hmm. For a lot of well. reasons. <laughs> just, yeah, so it's like even, yeah. And like, and his character in the story world, like in the fairy book, fairy tale world is so ridiculous. Yes. It's like, I cannot buy anyone falling in love with that version of the character. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I agree. So, we'll see what happens. I think Belle, like, I think Emily DeRaven, I think, is going to be in a lot more episodes this season. So hopefully it just won't be more of the same. Hopefully there'll be something a little more, a little more interesting. Well, I hope they let her interact with other characters. Yeah. She needs to inter- interact with other people is basically, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what she needs to do. Yeah. I agree. Robert Carlyle isn't, is like, 
at least 50. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he's about 50 years old. Oh, say. So I think that's part of part of what is just weird. Yes. Um, especially yeah. just, you know, because he did capture Belle and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, there's just, there's this power dynamic between them that the age, ex- yeah, Emily DeRaven is my age. She's 30. And so <laughs> there's a power dynamic there that the age exacerbates and makes almost worse. Um, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> there's this like, I don't know. So anyways, but yeah, Robert Carlyle, though, you know, he's a good part of the show. It's just sometimes I feel like he's a little overused, but I definitely think he's important. I want to keep him on. I like his, I like what he adds, and I just don't think they need to, he has enough aspects to his character. You don't need to add all these romantic things. He doesn't need everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Robert. it, at least for me, for Once Upon a Time. Then the next show on our list is Revenge. And yes. I know you recapped it for my site, but I think mm-hmm. there's still more to discuss, just kind of, you know delve into it so what what happened in the revenge premiere okay well i mean the opening scene was this year's version of the labor day party from last year so we have the amanda jack's boat is clearly shipwrecked um we hear a voiceover from like the rescue team saying there was an explosion and we also see another dead guy who we don't know who he is and that's kind of our mystery going forward yeah do you have a guess about who's dead I mean, I clear, I'm. It's clearly not who we think. Like last year, we. All, I mean, I assumed it was um, Daniel. Right. Then they so, tricked us. Yeah. So I think this year it's got to be another twist. I'm just really praying it's not Nolan. Anyone else, I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, that's yeah. I definitely. I don't think they would kill Nolan if they know what's good for them. Yes. <laughs> if the show knows what's good for them, they will not kill Nolan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like, for some reason, I kind of thought, I wonder if it's Conrad. Uh, I don't, I I don't know if they would Then I was like, you know, it's like, no. I mean, it could be anybody, I guess. I hope it's Declan. It, it could even be, yeah. Obviously, like, Declan would be a good choice. And honestly, at this point, Jack, even though I've been a Jack fan, I'm starting to come over to your side and Yay. be annoyed with him. <laughs> Because this this storyline with the faux Manda is just too much for me. I can't. It's so, dumb. it's so horrible, and it's just she just drags him down, and she already was doing that in the second half of the of the first season. And if his storyline is going to be all about baby mama drama, I just can't. <laughs> I can't get. It's just not fun. Oh my! He's like the fact that okay, so his ex girlfriend mysteriously appears after like however long months or whatever of being away. Like, okay, I'm pregnant, and he doesn't think, maybe I should get a paternity test. Yeah, especially because, and the other thing about it is, like, it's one thing to be a good guy. It's another thing to, like, mope around and be completely miserable about being a good guy. Yeah. It's like, either, either shape up and take responsibility for this child, or be honest and say that you don't love this woman like he just needs to he needs to like it's just I didn't like that depiction of him as being so so weak-minded that he couldn't even tell her the truth yet he's gonna still like mope around and be miserable yeah it's like either do this and and it reminded me of Ryan on the opening of the second season of the OC 
Yeah. Yeah, I just like the whole, like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be really sad about it. Yeah. Make you feel bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, if you want to raise, if you want to support and raise that child, like, I mean, that, I mean, you should, like, he should raise, but it doesn't mean he has to be with the woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't mean that. Just because, you know, it just, and so if you're not in love with the woman, then don't be with her. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like she's blackmailing him. She's blackmailing Emily, but not, <laughs> but she's not blackmailing Jack. Like, he, he has no reason why he has to, um, you know, it's like he's scared of her or something. Like, he doesn't want to tell her the truth, but it's just like, because he's just Jack, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It just makes me not like him as much if he's going to just, like... Like, it was one thing when he really did like Amanda, and he was being played by her, and you just felt bad for him because he was getting played by this girl who was lying, but he at least yeah. he was, like, liking the relationship. But it's, like, hard to like a character when they're staying in a relationship that they're miserable in, like, mm-hmm. when there's not really a... Re- like. Like, the pregnancy, I'm sorry, it's just, it's not a reason. It's a reason for him to stay in her life and to be a father, but it's not a reason why he has to stay with her, because they've only been dating for, like, you know, a month, or, you know, well, I guess that's been a while they were dating, but it's not like he was married to her. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, like, yeah, ugh, I just don't like that whole storyline. <laughs> and then, yeah. with, I mean, like, Emily The stuff saying, about the show that interests me is the stuff with Emily. Yeah. Well, and the stuff, with, the stuff with Emily that doesn't involve Amanda, because there's other stuff with uh, does involve Emily. I mean, it all involves Emily, but because Emily says now she's going to be the godmother of the baby. <laughs> oh my god, I hope that happens. <laughs> like that was ridiculous. And there was a preview. Um, I actually just watched a clip online today. It was like a preview that showed Emily and Amanda talking, and Emily being like, "Oh, you want me to." You just just make sure to tell me which lab you're using so I can I can fix the results for you or something. <laughs> like there was some kind of thing like she thought Amanda was coming to her asking her about to help her fix the results. Okay. So like there's she's going to stay involved in this whole storyline unfortunately. But the more interesting Emily storyline yes. was this stuff like with her mom. What did you think about um about her Emily sort of discovering the, some of the truth about her mom. I mean, I thought a lot of it was very convenient for the show. <laughs> like, oh, we just, her institution, we just happened, it's abandoned now. Great, now we can just go around. And oh, look, we found her room. And oh, look, here's this, all this information. Perfect. I, that kind of was a little hard for me to buy. Yeah, but I mean, this show does exist on a very, <laughs> uh, a yeah. very sort of elega- elevated um sort of uh, level of believability <laughs> yeah no but i did enjoy it like the it idea fun. that um she was that the like her dad had been lying about it so like her not like her dad was tricked he was lying he knew she was in the mental mental institution and i did like her training with her little like mr miyagi mentor yes. in the beginning Yes, although I'm kind of annoyed they recast him and they just yeah. expected us to like not notice or something. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just... what they were going for. That. <laughs> and he's like way older too. The guy they recast him with. Yeah, it's <laughs> like oh, he's 15 years older now. Yeah, <laughs> and... and yeah, I'm interested to see like the guy because okay, correct me if I'm wrong. We had never met the other guy, right? No, that's a new guy. And okay, that's what I thought. I bet 
there's got to be a reason they put him in that scene. Like, he's got to be important later. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I thought in the preview it shows, or I don't know where I saw it. I'm pretty sure he's going to the Hamptons. He's got to be, yeah. He's got to be coming, and he, he probably has, like, a crush on Emily. Who doesn't? She's Because, fabulous. like, he, you know, he at least cares about her because he's, like, trying to save her from drowning herself mm-hmm. when she's, you know, like, she's basically drowning herself over and over again to, like, recover these <laughs> memories. Because <laughs> that's how badass she is. She will oh, just drown herself over and over again and be annoyed when somebody tries to save her. Like, excuse me, I had this covered. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what, if he, he must have a crazy backstory, too, because if he is another pupil of Takata, then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he has somebody he needs to get revenge on. I hope he comes into the Hamptons in a nice suit, and he's at a party, and stuff just gets <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Hamptons wardrobe and I love uh, it. Emily's red dress. I really loved it in the um, on the boat party that they had mm-hmm. in the beginning. It was so pretty, and she just it was Daniel was eating his heart out. <laughs> right, and her red is so her color. Yeah, like for the character. Yeah, it's especially signature. especially because you know she had the red dress in last season opener as well so it's like Mm -hmm. they they really did a lot of symmetry with the way they presented this premiere yeah yeah, the first thing i thought when i saw the red dress in this episode was the labor day dress from last year yeah yeah so oh she looks beautiful she looks really great and and i love just her whole um the way that when she comes back to the hamptons um the way that she has now enlisted Charlotte as an ally. Yes. Like, she's like, great. well, you know, Daniel's not the only way in. And now she has her own, like, kind of way to get into the Graysons. And um, mm. I'm be- really happy with Charlotte's storyline. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, I-, I was, like, saying this on Twitter, I was like, all of a sudden I care about Charlotte. Like, yeah. I- and I never did before. And now all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I'm really interested in her storyline now. Yeah. And so I'm excited because I, I- it was never that I didn't like that actress Mm-hmm. Um, because she's actually played young Jennifer Garner in like two movies. So, really? Yeah. Like I like the actress. It's just that this particular character like had nothing going on. You know, no, she yeah, they just, just didn't. She, she wasn't was just involved a in the main storyline. Like, was annoying and had a stupid love interest. Like nothing about her character was interesting to me. And so now that she's like, you know, her father's trying to steal her inheritance, keeping her in the, in the um. The rehab center. The rehab center, yeah. And that now that she's becoming, like, kind of cultivating this friendship with Emily, and also now that we know that she's Emily's sister. Like, we know Yeah. That. And she doesn't know, but that I for- be- I completely forgot about that. Yeah, because that was, like, the Oops. big reveal at the end of last season was that her father was Emily's father. Yeah. So, but, of course, she has no idea. I wonder um, if that's part of Emily's motivation. Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, I think... I don't think she'd admit it. <laughs> well, because they did have a scene together last season where you felt that she... At least I felt that um, she kind of softened a little bit. You could tell that she did feel bad that Charlotte might... Like, when she realized that Charlotte was her sister, she had a reaction. Like, it, she was yeah. not unfeeling about it. Yeah. So... Well, because the whole thing for her is... Like, for Emily, I guess it's family. Yeah. Like that's what's motivating her is like revenge for her family and her dad. So I can imagine, I can definitely see her now wanting to protect Charlotte with everything she has. And 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 if she does get closer to Charlotte and 
does kind of give in to her emotions of wanting to protect her, how much of that is going to change her revenge strategy because it's Charlotte's mom who is her ultimate, you know, nemesis. So yeah. So that there's this built-in conflict there with the fact that the woman she who destroyed her father's life and the man who destroyed her father's life are the parents of her sister, you know, yeah. who raised her sister. So oh, um, that could be so, I, I, I want that to happen. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be like that just opens up such cool stuff for this season. Yeah. And, and then of course, obviously with the Regina being alive and the fact that Victoria. Charlotte's, Oh, sorry. I keep on calling her <laughs> Regina. I keep on calling her Regina all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> She's I call a her queen. Regina. I know. Pretty much. <laughs> I call her Regina all the time. Oh, uh, Victoria. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's I'm so happy they got they didn't try to like draw that out. No, I'm glad they introduced her right away. Although it was kind of funny somebody had um said on Twitter that they noticed that her um the actress's name Madeline Stowe was kept out of the credits. Oh, really? Yeah, in the beginning so that if some people, you know, who don't know, don't watch any other TV, um would have <laughs> happened to <laughs> to watch it they might they might think she really was dead of course anybody who's watched tv would know she's not yes oh <laughs> gosh i love that scene like that first scene with her and emily yes and, and i love that both of them are just both of them are pretending and so it's so fun yeah. to watch them both play the game because they're okay. both sort of trying to use the other one it's such they're so good at it they're both and, such good players it's just i love watching them yeah and they're both such like such like devious bitches but they're <laughs> But they're presenting themselves as these sugar sweet nice people who are going And they both to... know that the other one is bullshitting. They both know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so great. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just like you I can't wait to find out more about sort of how that's working and, and what Regina said. See? Okay, I'm never gonna this is terrible. <laughs> okay. What Victoria said was that the government like she's been working with the government, that's how she she basically faked her death with the help of yes. the government. Mm-hmm. But then... Then we find out. Then we find out that she's working with the white-haired man. And the thing is, what if the white-haired man... I mean, do we know... We don't really know the real truth about him, right? We, yeah, we know nothing about him. He's just what someone he for hire corrupt, What point. if he's a corrupt government person? Ooh. Like, what if he is... You know, what if... Because the conspiracy to kill her father, uh, it's traced to this, like corporation right mm-hmm. um but what if there was motivation like what if there is some government corruption or you know conspiracy involving i don't know it's like where does this guy come from and who does he work for and i just want a name so we can stop calling him white-haired man <laughs> <laughs> i hate that yeah white-haired man yeah so that was interesting especially because we thought that he was in conrad's pocket and he was the yes. one that like put the explosives on the plane mm-hmm. and so you have to imagine he's probably the one who then he was actually double dealing Conrad like Conrad probably mm-hmm. has no idea that yes um and so that's just really interesting like where do his loyalties really lie and then mm-hmm. I love the clam cam <laughs> <laughs> replacing Shamu um the whale cam so I'm really this show's just fun it's so good. I love that Emily and Nolan are now roommates. I'm so excited. Nothing makes me happier than that. I love them together. I went, They are I my was, favorite. Their scenes are totally the best. I totally agree. I really liked, the, and I liked their little sort of 
meet back up when um, Nolan was doing his little boxing lesson. He's like all proud that he's like learning how to how to defend himself. It's like he's like yes. talking to. It's like he's talking to like um, you know like. It's like, well, hey, did you see? Now I can, now I can beat people up now. Like, <laughs> aren't you proud? Aren't you proud of me? Like, and she just, like, she's like, oh, I could kick his ass so quickly. Yeah, she's you know, that's like what so she's thinking. At him. Like, just like, oh, really? And so I, I like that that um, <laughs> aspect of their relationship that that he is really impressed with her toughness. Yeah, I want to. What I want is he's scenes the of them one, you know? like in the house doing little training sessions. Like, yeah. him thinking he's doing well, and then her finally being like, no, like, stopping him and showing that, like, she wasn't doing her full-out, like, abilities. Yeah, yeah I want, like, scenes of them, like, doing their training. It, it's a very cute, it's a very cute, um, relationship and, and, and dynamic between them that you don't really see anywhere else exactly that way. Mm-hmm. So, it's really fun. And also, I liked, um, uh, he was wearing crab pajama pants at oh. some point. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and now, of course, also the boxing. That was fun. I always like to have a boxing scene in every show I watch, so. Obviously. Shirtless was, boxing. Shirtless boxing is a really important staple, I think, to network television. Obviously. So, <laughs> so that was fun. And, yeah, I can't wait to see to see what he's going to be doing. And they need to have more Nolan. Yes. Oh, I love him. He's just, like, he and Emily, their best friendship is my fa- I said that's in my review. That's my favorite ship. Yes, their best friendship. I agree. I agree, and 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 he knows the truth about um, about Charlotte being her sister too. Yes. So I wonder, you know, how that will play out as well. With well, I do have one question that I realized after my review. Hmm. Um, in the last in the season finale, Emily told the white haired man that she was Amanda Clark. Oh, okay. And he's working with Victoria. So I didn't remember that. Yeah, I, well, I thought at the time, like, why is she saying her real name? Oh. And then I realized, like, okay, does Victoria know that she's Amanda Clark now? Oh, that's a good question. I kind of feel like no, because I think um, that white-haired man must be manipulating Regina. Victoria. As, uh, I can't. I can't do a podcast. Clearly, I don't. I should not. We just do need to podcast. separate the two shows with more shows in between next time. No, it's just like I think I just look at I look at Madeline Stowe and I think you are Regina. Doesn't she look like a Regina? Oh yeah, she looks like a queen bitch. <laughs> no, but yeah, Victoria. Um, who knows what his motivations are? Mm-hmm. So he might have kept that from. He's probably keeping that from her because he has. You know, he's probably using using Victoria. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't give her all that information. Yeah, my guess he's playing Victoria and Conrad against each other, and he's actually working for someone much higher up. Exactly, that's what like, I think too. Yeah, that has to be what it is. Yeah, and and I I had forgotten that he knew that I had forgotten that Emily told him her real name. Yeah, so... that was so dumb of her. Yeah, I why would you do that? that? So, well, that will definitely have to play into what things as they come. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, and then what? What did you think about uh about Ashley and her new lifestyle? Oh, uh, I mean, it's I would I just very Freudian of Daniel <laughs> to be dating her when she so completely took his mother's spot. <laughs> I also I read a theory online, which I really agree with. I do think she's sleeping with Conrad. Oh, because okay, when 
besides the fact that they've kind of had a little like okay kind of vibe between them mm-hmm. um when daniel made a comment about how like at least ashley won't cheat on me like emily did mm. conrad gave a little like harumph i guess or like a little like okay that's what you think right oh interesting i don't know I could, that could be completely wrong but i would like that to be true the other thing about that line that was like it reminded me how dumb the Emily Daniel breakup was like yeah. <laughs> I was like oh really that's why you broke up with her you idiot Daniel like oh she like what did she do she kissed Jack like chastely once like <laughs> that was like all that happened right they just kissed yeah it's like oh you're going to I don't know I thought that was really dumb that, I, I mean Daniel he, he's not that bright either especially because it, it seems that he's so unhappy, like, he's been brooding, like, he's probably still in love with her. So if Obviously. You're, if you're so in love with somebody, and I don't know. It was just, um, that just, like, seeing him, like, walk out of the balcony and, like, brood, like, his mother's spot. It's like, okay, so Daniel's <laughs> the new Victoria. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and we did see him at the end of last season. He did some stuff that showed he was kind of his father's son. I liked that. It makes um, it more interesting. It made it more interesting, but it's like, at the same time, you kind of realize you don't want Emily to be with him because of that. But at the same time, I kind of just... I mean, I would like to see, personally, like, what could happen with them two as a couple after the truth is out. Mm. I think that would be interesting. Right, if, like, they both knew everything. Yeah, I, I would love to see the dynamic of those two them, because I think the actors have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see how things could go with them like once I mean at some point in the show the truth has to come out right I feel and I would love to see what happens between her and Daniel after that yeah I really hope that Fomanda dies in this season <laughs> which is oh, really terrible. changing the subject but I just all I'm just thinking I'm just <laughs> thinking because I'm just thinking I wonder how the truth could come out and I was like well it seems like with Amanda around, it, I'm surprised it hasn't come out already, because it's like you've got Amanda Clark there mm-hmm. um, with the, it's just I don't know, it's just a recipe for disaster like, it, yes. it just seems <laughs> that like show a recipe for it, disaster. it just seems like she can't be long for this world although, you know, she is pregnant like that, I guess that would be sad for her to die um, since she's pregnant but, yeah, maybe after she has a baby then she can, yeah, die. and I wonder who really is the father of her baby because Honestly, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it's not Jax or something. I don't know Maybe. why I think that. It's cute, the cute Australian guy. Who's that? One? Who's the cute Australian guy? Isn't isn't that the one who was with Takeda or Takata? Oh, it? oh, that guy. Yeah, isn't he? Austra- I thought he was Australian. Oh, right, right. Sorry, I forgot. Because didn't didn't she go off with hit with Takata? Takeda, whatever. So maybe she met this new guy. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I, had, I didn't even think she... I didn't even quite buy she was actually pregnant. I know, but then it's like, you know, it seems like it'd be hard to fake it given what she wears. And, like, the fact... <laughs> that... And the fact they're going to doctor's appointments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like the show... The last thing the show needs is, like, a baby. Ugh, right. You know? But... So I kind of hope it's not Jack's baby so we can get rid of her and the baby. They can go out of... They can leave somewhere. <laughs> yes, that would be wonderful. They can go far away. And... Maybe Declan can go with them. Yeah. Maybe it's Declan's baby. Ooh, twist. <laughs> <laughs> It'll they be had... a hobbit baby. <laughs> they had a little affair that we didn't know about. 
Although I have to say, like, Declan was less annoying in the premiere just because Jack was so annoying that it was like, <laughs> I felt sympathy for Declan because I was like, he had to deal with his annoying brother. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and and his annoying brother's, you know, girlfriend. Like, he, life is not great for him right now. No. He's like stuck no, with these, it is not. these two people that are just like such problems. And that line is like, do I have to get rid of all the money I saved for college to save the bar? Is that what I have to do now? Like, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's even a question. Didn't Jack, like, sell his boat to save the bar, too? And Apparently the bar is just so, is doing so poorly that it can only be saved so many times. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of hard to care about the bar at this point. I don't care about the bar. I really don't. The, the one thing I have to say, the thing about Jack that I did, I still want to see and I like is the other thing is that Jack and Nolan had a great relationship. Yes, I did like that. And also, Nolan is such a um, is such a Jack Emily shipper. Yes, he like is. nobody nobody ships Jack and Emily more than <laughs> Nolan. Like he is all about it. So that's very true. So I, you know, I really enjoyed that like sort of dynamic between those three characters. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's still hope for Jack as a character. I mean, I, mean, I think at I'm this point, annoying, the only way they can redeem like, his character. Like, he just has to find out some truth. He does. He needs to stop being an idiot. Yeah, he just needs to get in the loop of things, and then I'd be interested to see where they take him. Exactly. That's kind of my perspective. Yeah. Because, like, at this point, it's like, you're so dumb, I can't even watch you, like, do anything right now. Yeah, and also get rid of the albatross that is Fomanda. Ugh, yes. So if she's sort of out of his storyline all the time, that will make him more interesting just, just by that. I mean, every... Every scene of the show she's not in is better than a scene where she is in. Yeah. That that was harsh. No, I agree. I feel the same. So, yeah, so we're we're loving revenge. I can't wait for Sunday's episode. I will, um, this will probably get posted on Saturday morning, and so people will have time to listen to it before the new episode, if they they so care. Um, And any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, as I said, my review, I think I thought everyone's hair looked great this episode. It really did. I was really happy with the hair so <laughs> in the wardrobe, and I think that's also a very important part of the show. Yeah, the wardrobe, too, especially like on Revenge, is just such fun to watch, mm-hmm. to just look at. I really enjoy it. Now, what about you? any final thoughts? <sighs> no, but I just, I guess I'm just, Sundays are just so exciting now. There's just so right? much TV on Sundays that... Um, and I probably won't even get to watch Revenge live because I watch The Good Wife, mm-hmm. and I'm so addicted to The Good Wife, I have to watch it live. Like, I'm so obsessed with it. So I'll probably end up watching, like, Revenge on Monday mornings, like, with breakfast, mm-hmm. which is probably actually good, too, because I might pay closer attention than if I was watching it with all the other shows. Sometimes I get my attention wanders. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll be interested to see where things go. And if uh, the listeners, if any of you guys have any thoughts, theories, uh, commentary, you can email us at uh, heroinetv at, at gmail.com and, uh, or comment on the podcast on the, on the site. And uh, if, you're not, if you're not following um, Emily on Twitter, she is um, – what's your Twitter address, Emily? It's just – yeah, it's just Emily Guilfoyle. Emily, E-M-I-L-Y. And Gilfoyle is kind of weird. It's G-U-I-L-F-O-I-L. Yeah. So you can follow her on Twitter and read her recaps every week for 
for revenge. Please, so, I get so excited to write them. <laughs> yay! So thanks so much for talking with me, Emily. Yeah, and, no problem. Thanks and, for having me back. Yay! And thanks so much to listeners. And this time, uh, the podcast will be uh, a little shorter. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, three and a half hours. Yeah, a little. So, talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye.